yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means it's Monday night. That means we watch Monday Night Raw, and we got the triple threat scene to talk all about it. I'm at Real Jack Farmer. He's at Justin LaBar. He's at B. Raj Geary. Wow, we had a great <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, Jack, real quick, you're, you're breaking up a little. I'm breaking up? Okay. Yeah. Am I my my just the uh, the sound? Just, just the audio. The audio? It, oh, no, is it better that now? To you, for you too, Justin. Yeah, I was hearing it too. Oh no! Now you're good. Oh, I was on my roll. Okay, well, just <laughs> like all the matches, I got DQ'd halfway through. <laughs> However, uh, we had a lot of stuff going down, but of course we. We had a some big news going on t- this week, and I think I want to jump right into that because I think that's what everyone's talking about. That's what everyone's interested in, and that's Roman Reigns, who apparently just signed a new deal. Roman Reigns has signed a new deal with WWE, which will see him work fewer dates for the company, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio. Uh, Roman Reigns had got the wrestling world talking last week during a live event when he teased that his WWE career was coming to an end, but it appears that the comments he made about not being sure if he would be back is because he's set to work fewer dates in the future. That is because the new deal Roman is set for him is uh, fewer live event commitments. During a recent interview with the Michael K show, Roman Reigns admitted that he does have an interest in getting involved with Hollywood He's hoping to use the tools that he has learned in wrestling to help his potential career in the movie business, saying, we will have to see. I think there's going to be some moves made here pretty soon. There's always speculation and contract talks, all that question of it, of it is my business. Uh, people who can dive deep enough, I'm sure they can turn enough stones to figure out the time frame. This feels like he's just saying what we've all been thinking. Uh, Hollywood is eventually going to come knocking, or he's knocking on Hollywood's door. Uh, Raj, is there anything surprising about this? Uh, no, I mean I think he's at that stage now, at that level. He's been doing. He's been a top guy for a long time. So him moving to a more uh, less full time schedule, well, a little more part time, I guess. Um, it makes sense. I mean, think about how long Hogan was on top before he got a, a more limited schedule and, you know, other, other top guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's good for him. It, it, he doesn't burn out. Uh, he is their top star by far. I, you know, I don't think most people thought when he said that at that house show that he was leaving WWE at, at worst, he was going to Hollywood for a while and he was, you know, going to be in and out, but or he was doing fewer live events, and that's what it—that's what it looks like. So, yeah, I think uh, it makes sense. Yeah, he's going to be thirty-seven in a few weeks. Um, you know, so that's starting to get to that point in, in wrestlers' age, especially if you've been working full time as much as he has. Uh, yeah, you're—you you had the leverage at that point to say, "All right, I, I've paid my dues. I, I've done my part. I'm still going to be here. I'll still be here for TV and for the major events." But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going on the road Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or what have you. I'm gonna, you know, that makes sense. Um, he's been main eventing WrestleMania since 2015. Since 2015, Roman Reigns has been, you know, and you know, it, it, we don't realize it because it's been a weird seven to eight years. You know, there's been a lot that's happened in the wrestling business. Obviously, you know, we've lost two years. I say lost in a certain respect. Yeah. Two two years just to the pandemic. So, it, but it's time, and I, I and I think it's good too because this. 
look, this this kind of forces the hand, and we're seeing it. We're, we're, we've talked about there's more younger, there's more newer stars than ever in WWE right now, which is a good thing. And I think it's forcing their hand because they realize that like the time is ticking. You know, Cena Cena will never be full time again. Rock might have one more match. Taker's done. H is done. Austin maybe has one or two more. We'll see here. Goldberg's close to done. I mean, the the time is up. Do you think MJF kind of opened the door for this kind of talk and just being up front about like, hey, my contract's coming up. I might sign, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Do you think, because it feels like he was doing that a lot and now someone like Roman Reigns is doing it. Does he get a little credit for sort of opening up this pathway to be open and vocal about what might be next? If I'm just trying to stir the pot in some way, I think they're unrelated. You know, stir the pot. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like Roman Reigns seems like he's been box office for a while. I've, I've always felt like it's <clears throat> not. A, I always felt like that was going to be happening for him one way or the other for a very long time. So, and, and you know what? I also think it. it you know, when um, when you had John Cena on top for a really long time, I feel like with Roman. It has been a really long time, but it doesn't feel quite as long because he's this current character has not been there that long. You know, it's you know, we're coming up on two years and it's it's been an awesome character. So this character maybe I mean, I know for some fans, I'm sure it's gotten old. Anything uh, gets old to, to, to some fans. But uh, this character has been so great. And I think mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't feel like he's been there forever, but you know, kind of Justin's point, how many WrestleManias he's, he's had, like how long he's been around. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's well-deserved. And it's logical. And he's, you know, he's, he has a relative who is Hollywood's biggest action star. It's logical. It, you know, if you can, you know, if, if you can be on top of WWE for as long as he has, if you can do so many things in one take, if you can do so many things of improv, if you can, you know, cut promos, like, why would you not? And, and, and he looks like a million bucks Roman Reigns does. Why would you not take on the opportunity to go get paid a lot of money to not have to take pumps and 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 to, and to use use your name? And then when and then when you do want to go take some bumps, you can command a whole lot more money from Vince for for, you know, for doing it. It's just it's, it's just completely logical. Is this the other side of Nick Khan being in charge of things as well? I mean, I know the first thing we think of is is cuts and changes to the things we love, but at the same time, is this not a freeway to Hollywood for a lot of the wrestlers in WWE with his background? Maybe I'm speculating again. Maybe, maybe but I, I think maybe. But I mean, at the end of the day, Nick Khan, his number one priority now is the well-being of WWE. So, yeah, he might have some contacts and avenues, but he's certainly going to want to, you know, he, he doesn't want to be the guy that says, Hey Roman, let me introduce you to this producer over here. And then all of a sudden, WWE loses Roman for several. Years. I mean, you know, I, I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a delicate balance of, of, of that. Yeah, it's funny. When I was younger, I'd always think like the wrestling promoters would want Hollywood to come calling because because it makes their wrestling stars bigger stars. But it turned out really not to be the case. They they don't want that. They don't want you know the guys going away for long periods of time, which you know makes sense. Um, it's it's just interesting how many um, and and we don't know yet you know, with Roman, if he does have any big Hollywood offers coming or in the pipeline, but, you know, with Batista and Cena and, uh, and obviously the rock, we, we were talking about this last night on the podcast. You don't see top NFL players getting these giant movie roles, you know, when they mm-hmm. retire or NHL or any other sport. And, uh, 
to see wrestlers. And I think The Rock really opened that paveway and they're really trying to find the next rock. And I think Roman Reigns really fits in that that genre, you know, where really big dude, good looking guy, articulate, uh, just carries himself like a million bucks. So, I mean, he's... I almost think a, a better version than Aquaman, you know, than Jason Momoa in, in some ways. So, I mean, I don't know if he can act like him, but he, I think he's bigger and or more imposing. So, when you're a star like Roman Reigns, too, though, even if you if if it all fails in Hollywood, they'll bring him back. Oh, yeah. Know? I mean, I don't think he'll leave. I think he'll be under contract the entire time. You know, similar to, I think the Rock had there. The Rock had a period there where his contract lapsed, but they. They remedied that and, and and got him back under contract. But for the most part, Rock's been under some sort of deal with WWE, you know, most of the entire time. Yeah. Uh, someone who's taken some time off um, herself is actually Charlotte Flair. Uh, noted earlier, WWE, needs, uh, WWE announced that Charlotte Flair suffered a fracture of the radius during her I Quit match against Ronda Rousey at Sunday's WrestleMania Backlash. Following the announcement, Fightful Select reported that the injury is very much a storyline angle to write Flair off of WWE TV. It was further noted that Flair was taking time away from the company. In an update, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer reports that Flair is getting married soon and requested time off from WWE prior to Sunday's event. Flair recently revealed that her wedding to AEW star Andrade El Idolo is set to take place this summer. Uh, who's her DJ is my question. No, but, uh, this is, uh, this is time. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like this is Justin, just a great time to give her a break for a little bit. She's been featured a lot and kind of works out well for everybody. Right. Yeah. And you know, you have no shortage of female talent to, to fill your shows with. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is very natural. She's getting married. Of course, you want to get off the road and focus on the planning of that. Oh, by the way, not be in the ring every week and, and risk injury or having, bruises or broken noses or what have you for your wedding pictures uh yeah so this you know no no real surprise here and obviously then based upon how uh sunday night uh sunday night's booking went you know totally makes that much more sense yeah and raj this the way it was done obviously if you're on twitter you see these things and you see these reports but i gotta be honest watching backlash i thought they did it great i think it was very believable how they did everything yeah no i thought it was very well done um and yeah, I think it does freshen Charlotte up by her taking a little time off and then coming back. Uh, I'm just wondering who, who they got next for Ronda. Um, looking on the the SmackDown side, hmm. Aaliyah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one really, you know, really baked in. I mean, Sasha down the road. Uh, I, I don't see that happening now. Um, Maybe they do the um, Shayna Baszler thing since they have history. They could do that, and I'm sure Ronda would love doing that with Shayna, and it, 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 would, it would elevate Shayna, give her something to do. So I actually think that's a great idea. Yeah, and we, we got a few guesses in the chats here. Shotzi, Bailey, Natalia, Lacey, uh, Shayna. Yeah, I mean, I guess the fact that there's such a wide range, array of people that could be challenging, I mean, that's a good sign for their women's division, right? Like that you can name a bunch of people and go, oh, yeah, they could be the person. I feel like Bailey's too soon. I yeah, think they're yeah. going to want to give Bailey a, a layup rivalry when she comes back. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, speed. Oh, what are you going to say, Rush? Yeah, I was going to say NYC Demon Divas in chat. She said Lacey as well. My thing with Lacey, again, I think she would lose. And I, I just don't think she should be losing on the way back, you know, coming in. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I think the first defense is going to be, like I said, like a layup uh, mm-hmm. for everyone so she can get that defense. But uh, speaking of layups and just easy things, something that is a layup is getting yourself manscaped. And uh, you know what? I got to pull this thing up. Manscaped. <laughs> it's uh, Summer is coming. The sun is shining. Shirts are off and your balls are smooth. You heard that right. Your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are as smooth as Floridian sand. In summer, you want to kill some cold beers and barbecues, not kill the vibe with pubes peeking out of your swim trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that is too much. This that's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0 to keep the party in your pants looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Dive head first into summer by joining the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20. Uh, <laughs> these guys, they get me every time. Uh, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod inside this package. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? From the shower to the lake, from your chest scruff all the way down to your ball throw, the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer around. Once you're downstairs, weeds are taken care of. Look after the rest with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside. Use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat with a soothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. This clear-drying formula will keep you in tip-top shape even in the hottest barbecue. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag that will bring your comfort to another level. Want to take your grooming game even further? Take a look at the Manscaped Shears 2.0, a package that has everything you need to look pristine. Nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors with the performance package. Your balls will be ready to impress. But make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0 and you'll be ready to perform head from head to toe. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. This is the summer to turn your package into the full package with Manscaped. (laughs) You see, when the new bullet points came in last week, I jumped at the email to read it because I get excited (laughs) to read it. I love the fact that we get to hear you read it for the first time <laughs> and you're just cracking up the whole yeah. time. This, that, how do they expect me to read this? about <laughs> cubes peeking through your skin trunks. But it is a good point. You don't want that. You don't you want, want that. that. Clean that up. Jack, you have such credibility with the hair on your head. Let's make sure you have the credibility with the hair between your legs and look all the products that you know everything uh, even stretching from beyond the trimmer the, the body sprays everything 
really really good stuff as manscaped um it it i mean yeah summertime is coming this is this is this is game time this is peak game time yeah this is i mean all all jokes aside this stuff works great i use it i use it for like literally for everything i use the shampoo i use the body wash i use the chapstick i use the trimmers i use it all it all works great so uh it and also it's funny come on just go 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 try it out <laughs> right uh raj you're a big fan are you not I, I use the body wash uh, every day. I, I, I use a, a, a bunch of their products, the lip balm, uh, the boxer shorts, um, it, it not just, you know, not just the grooming. So it is a, uh, it is fantastic product. And, and, and I've been, you know, even when they're not a sponsor, I've, I've been using it. So uh, I'm glad that they are. Yeah. It's the, uh, the, the boxers actually are, are really nice. The shirt is too. Um, but yeah, let's get into the show. And before we do, as always want to give a quick shout out to everyone who's watching and listening on the show afterwards for the podcast versions, be sure to hit like comment, share, subscribe, five-star reviews, all those good stuff. And to everyone who's joining us here in the chat now, Donna Smith, maze and blue lover, the tornado, Anthony, Y, Tut graph, Dylan, Matthews, Brian Reyes, uh, and we also got Alicia A, Bernie DC, War Hero 99, Ethan Cruz, Sergio, and uh, Thick is, and Night One, and so many more. Thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat. We always appreciate it when you're here a lot <coughs> with us. Speaking of coughing, we got RK Bro in the Street Profits to start, and they wanted the smoke. Um, RK Bro still wants a unification match, and they're going to go to SmackDown to con firm everything uh the street profits come out and there is definitely some smoking banter between the two uh we get a match and there's a miscommunication by rk bro that almost cost the champs but riddle hits a great rko out of nowhere and gets the pin while orton is proud justin i want to get your opinion on starting the show with a comment saying that you're going to confirm something on another show is that do you feel like that is that hype it up or was it kind of like oh you're telling me right off the bat i'm not getting what i want to know i'm okay with it in this situation um yeah i mean the, the whole ever since raw and smackdown have been on two separate television homes i'm always intrigued of the few times we're seeing it some with roman i'm always intrigued when we see mention of oh i'm gonna go over here on the show to do that or you'll find out here in this case i'm okay uh <clears throat> the, you know you know good match too so good good hot start and I, I just keep thinking to myself like the crowd reacts so much to orton and riddle it's like at some point it's like it's a waste that you've done they've done everything they can do as a tag team it's a waste you know you could really utilize having both of them as a singles but it's like how do you break them up but still let them both be over single stars like wrestling law would say they have to break up and somebody has to stab the other one in the back i'm really really interested to see what wwe does over the summertime with the rk bro yeah, Raj, I said it on Twitter. Orton has to be the most popular. I, I think he's actually more popular than Cody Rhodes is right now. It feels like outside of Roman Reigns, uh, who's on the other side of the tracks, so to speak, I don't think there's anyone that touches Orton as being the most popular. Yeah, and I think kind of, I think I, I believe you said loved, right? Because loved. I, I think I said, that's yeah. almost a, a two different things, like popular and, and loved. And I think uh, Randy definitely has that you know, almost like that Bret Hart type of respect and, and everything. And on top of that, he just looks like he's having a great time and everyone's on the ride with him. Uh, the, <laughs> there was that great line at the beginning when, uh, 
uh, Angelo Dawkins said them 420 shirts got your brains all fogged up because y'all don't remember. And uh, Riddle says, you want the smoke? RK bro 420 says, we just smoked your asses. So I thought that was, yeah. uh, that was good. That was uh, obviously uh, an old Rob Van Dam line. But, uh, right. But yeah, I, 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 I would guess he got RVD's permission to use it. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I liked this whole segment. I thought the match was good. Montez always impresses me. I, I think he's a superstar in the making. And and, and that, that's no disrespect to Angelo Dawkins either. But uh, Montez has got, you know, uh, something special. This is a match. Justin, your point it was great. It is definitely hitting that like, okay, we've we've seen this. We've seen how it goes. Now, this many times. Right. And they started with the tag team title unification again. I'd like that yeah. talk. You think that's going to happen this time? I hope so. I guess they've talked about it enough. I would hope so too because their tag team depth on the men's side is just not great. So just make it one, you know, follow in the suit of what you've done with the world title. And it seems that they're going to stick with that for the time being. So I, I would absolutely, if they, if they can make it work again between Fox and USA, do it. I hope so, but uh, after what happened last time, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not holding my breath. They'll, they'll probably build up to it for three weeks and then tell us that it's not happening. Um, <laughs> right. How that will play out? <laughs> I'm very bitter about that. I hate when they do something and they say never mind. But right. Uh, uh, speaking of, we go to uh, Judgment Day comes out, and the big news is Edge got a haircut. Um, that was, I feel like so much happened during this next part, but the whole time I was like, Edge really cut his hair. Wow. <laughs> that was just in my head the whole time. Basically he's, he says that he's holding up a mirror and people are seeing that they are ugly and they are morons. I feel like Damian Priest steals these promo segments, uh, but Rhea Ripley also looking like a good member of the team here. We get a match between Liv and Rhea Ripley. Ripley dominates and, um, then we get a post-match attack that is broken up by Finn and AJ. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that segment. Took a, took a big chunk of time. Raj, uh, how do you feel about Edge's haircut? <laughs> it uh, It's going to take some getting used to. It just doesn't seem right. It's like when Sean was wrestling bald. It's just not, it's not right. I, I mean, Edge has been on WWE TV before with short hair, but never as a, as a wrestler. And so uh, it's just going to take some getting used to. Um, there are some people that when they cut their hair, uh, I never fully got used to it. Triple H was one. Just always, I thought, looked better, you know, with with the long hair in the ring. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I thought uh, I thought Edge was great. Again, blaming the fans. But the fans never turned on him. Um, but that being said, I like the stable. I like Rhea Ripley in the stable. I think she adds a lot to it. Uh, Damian Priest, it's been a long time since we've had a stable that feels like something in WWE, and and, and we're getting that. So um, I think it's really cool. Shots fired at the bloodline. Uh, Justin LeVar. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, the hurt business. And, the hurt. <laughs> and retribution. <laughs> yeah, justice for retribution, Rod. Right. The, yeah, uh, I should have included the bloodline. That was the brain yeah. part. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I think that it feels different because they're family where this is a group of mixed match pieces coming right. together. Uh, but something that happened here is they um, Edge gets involved or um, 
we have Finn and AJ versus I jumped ahead there. Let's just let's continue talking about Rhea Ripley and uh and Liv here first. Um Liv Liv loses again. She's been on kind of a losing streak lately, but Ripley looks dominant. Is this a good win for Ripley or is this a bad loss for Liv? It's a good win for Rhea. I mean, you know, Liv, they need to do, I don't know, they got to figure some things out. Liv seems like she has some organic popularity, so <clears throat> I feel like there's something there to that. But, you know, Rhea also had some organic popularity, and and, and, and despite having been involved in some some big Mania matches the last couple of years, we, we've said time and time again, just it's something's just not fully there. You know, does Vince not get her, what have you? This feels like, it's amazing, it's only been 24 hours. This feels like a whole new world now for Rhea Ripley, that she looks like she belongs. When you, when you look at that lineup, of her standing there under that, you know, uh, purple light there with Edge and, and with Priest, you know, she looks like she belongs. She does not, you know, she was not miscast in this one. So that's I, that's huge. And then to the Edge hair thing, he looks younger. He, you know, he, he this, this made him look younger. But I feel like looking older and aged and the long hair will f- fit the gothic yeah. look a lot more. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, Jerry's still out on that one. We'll see. Yeah, he looks like he's going to check out some real estate to, to invest in. <laughs> I, I The whole time, I thought he looked kind of like a Lego character, but you switch the hair with a different character. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't, that's not supposed to be the right hair top on him. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, one real quick. It looked good. Bit. It just was, I'm just not used to it. Right. I, I think one, one point uh, I wanted to make with Rhea Ripley is I think we're starting to see her finally get used properly. And it just seems like the only way WWE knows to really elevate someone is by turning them heel. And granted, Cody's a different story because he kind of made his name outside of WWE, you know, uh, in AEW and came back. But outside of Cody, like, it's like the baby faces, it doesn't work what they do. And Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley and, you know, countless others. It's like until they turn heel, uh, they feel like they're just kind of treading water. It seems to happen more often than not. I also think that, but also I, I've said before, I feel like you have to go through the silliness before they give you the real, the real run. And I think she had to prove herself going through some silliness and they said, okay, okay, you're good. We'll let you do a real, a real run now. And so at least but, I think, but I think they also don't know how to write for baby faces. And then when the baby faces feel kind of lame, you know, it, it, it drags them down. And then, then they feel like they got to turn them heel and all of a sudden they're given more freedom and uh, and it works out. That's. I mean, I think. Also, I feel like they just like s- stepping all over the baby faces. Like you know, I feel like they and we see that tonight. Really, it happens a bit. Which is uh, funny because they made their name and you know they became a, a global powerhouse based on being a promotion uh, built around baby faces. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the rules and the boundaries also started changing. Where in the fan base, where it's 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 easier and funner to be a cool heel. Yeah. And that said, I think Roman Reigns is technically a heel, but most people love him. I don't think there's a lot of people who actually hate Roman Reigns. Right. Um, like they would hate a Grayson Waller or a Baron Corbin or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to say, and, and just now I, I almost got to this before I got to the uh, live and Ripley stuff. Uh, Finn had a match with Damian Priest, but, Edge just gets in there and gets a, a DQ, makes it a DQ, uh, the first of many for the night. And they say on commentary, Finn wins, but that does not matter to Judgment Day. 
something that grinds my gears is when they say that wins and losses do not matter to wrestlers. Cause then I always think, why are you here? If you do not care about <laughs> winning matches, right? What's the point uh, of a match? <laughs> right. If you just want to beat him up, why'd you wait for the show? Just go beat him up. But <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but is, am I wrong in that? Am I be, am I looking too far into it when I get crabby about them saying they don't care about wins and losses? No, it, it certainly defies some logic because they do that. And then, you know, later on in the night, we're going to have, you know, a, a that's the main event, a match that's going to supposed to determine, you know, if you are now a number one contender to go after a title. Like, so, yeah, it's very contradictory. And I think, like, I, I've always been okay with it. Like, if there's a big match coming up at a premium live event, like, like let's, let's say if, you know, let's say if Judgment Day has a big match coming up at Hell in a Cell, which I have an idea for that. I'll give it a second. And like, if they have a big match and it's, and it's against the participants that, that they were involved with tonight, I've, I've been okay with the, you know, they didn't get judgment. They didn't get the win, but they, but what kind of damage did they just do? They wore him down for what's to come. You know, like I, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, taking the shortcut route and avoiding a, a win in order to like inflict damage. So you can get the big win later, but it, right now we don't have a match coming up. So yeah, it is weird. I think if you want to, if you want to keep everybody involved here, I think, um, you know, let Liv Morgan stay involved in this. Let her try to get some comeback against Rhea and a hell in a cell. I'd like to see an innovative match. I'd like to see a six-person tag. Have be, have Judgment Day versus uh, Finn, AJ, and Liv inside a Hell in a Cell. I think that would be something uh, to it, keep Judgment Day, which is you know one of the top heel acts right now, uh, in the forefront. Obviously, Edge has Hell in a Cell history, and I think that'd be an amazing rub for everybody else involved in the match, especially the the, the younger, newer talent and Rhea, Liv, and uh, and Priest. That could be the Judgment Day versus the Liv Morgan Club. <laughs> no, that won't catch on uh we have we do have a super chat from uh eng saying with roman's new schedule who will be the top star you guys think any uh any predictions there i, I feel like he's still a top he's still a top star yeah. yeah if you weren't a different name i think cody is looking like the guy but um it'll, yeah. it'll be roman yeah i mean we mentioned this on the podcast last night if anyone's going to dethrone him um i I, I could see Drew, you know, I could see Drew in the UK at the UK pay-per-view just because that would be a cool moment when, you know, you got 70,000 fans, legit sold out stadium uh, and him winning the title there. But as far as business goes, I think Cody would be the one because I think you need a, another name to kind of come up. And Drew's been there. Lashley's been there. Uh, Seth has been there. You, you need someone uh, to, to elevate. And I think Cody would be the guy. Yeah. So as we continue on, we've got uh, the Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens chatting, and they're sending Zeke's DNA to get tested. So this story continues. But hey, Ken Owens, Kevin's older brother, is going to be here tonight to have a match, and we get Zeke versus Ken. Um, but then this this weirded me out, Raj. Ken said he was Kevin. Are those two the same person? Is this like the multiverse of madness? I don't, I don't get what happened here. Was that Ken or was that Kevin? Yeah, you, you got me. <laughs> I thought they looked nothing alike, and then it turned out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of them was clearly older. You could tell I mean, by the hair, a, right? Yeah, it's like this old man. You're trying to convince us that's Kevin Owens' brother? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is silly, but I still love every second of it. I love how Zeke was playing along with it like oh well kevin would not like the tone you're using right now 
<laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's this is like perfect like break tension fun silliness in the middle of the show stuff right justin yeah i mean it's it's been fun and, and they're all having fun with it making the most of it the crowd seems to stick with it um part of me again nitpicks of like okay kevin owens is coming off of the biggest match of his career he had a wrestlemania main on that match uh <laughs> against stone cold steve austin and then gets through that and now he's so concerned with <laughs> Zeke lying you know like it's kind of like like I don't know so I'm a little it's still a little baffling there but it's fun it, it's it's and, and and the Ezekiel the way he's handling it um like the stuff they have on social like <laughs> they have these little shorts of like him talking about I remember when you know I got to meet Shawn Michaels when I was with my older brother and there's now a new t-shirt that they just released and it's the Photoshop picture of Elias and Ezekiel standing next to each other in a, in a Polaroid. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of good stuff to this. It's fun. Now, Raj, Alpha Academy attacked Zeke after the match. It feels a bit like he's outnumbered. Usually that means the tag team is going to come help Zeke and stay with him. Do you have any predictions on who, who could help him? You think it's going to be Street Profits? Um, it, it would give them something to do because it seems like their stuff with RK Bro. I mean, it was a pretty clean win tonight, so I, I don't see how they keep going with that. But then again, it's WWE and tag teams, and they do that anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think RK Bro is a, a good choice. Um, gosh, who else do they got? Viking Raiders somewhere. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What, I can't remember what brand they're on. Anymore. Yeah, they they were on SmackDown, but uh, oh. yeah, I don't know. I don't know then. I think that's all the tag teams. Yeah. So we'll, we will see. We get the VIP lounge and uh, Omos is great. And Cedric wants back in the hurt business until Lashley shows up and destroys everyone. Lashley sends Omos over the top rope. So he was eliminated from the segment. MVP makes an escape as Cedric tries to sneak attack Lashley and gets beat up for it. And we get told later on in the show that next week it's Omos versus Lashley in a steel cage. Raj, I love steel cage matches. I love these two guys. Is it a little weird that they're doing a steel cage match this close to Hell in a Cell, though? Yeah, yeah. It does seem like that. that's the one gimmick you kind of want to stay away from. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if this leads to a Hell in a Cell match. Like, there's some goofy that'd be, finish. And... That'd be ballsy to put Omos in a Hell in a Cell this early. I know. Yeah. No kidding. Um <laughs> Going through the roof. <laughs> I mean, you got to think Seth versus Cody definitely has to be one of the Hell in the Cell matches. Um, yeah. They usually sure do one per brand, right? Is it like, there's usually like two of them. Last year, they only did one. They had like uh, Roman versus, was it Roman versus just, Ray? And they pulled it at the last minute and just had it on SmackDown. Yeah. I think that something, was I feel like something happened on USA that made fox crabby and that's why they did that though i can't remember what it was but right and then and then raw had her hell in the cell that next monday as well um yeah i i don't think that's the the step i do but i i'm guessing this i don't know if if it just leads to lashley winning and the feud's over i I don't see that happening but it kind of then lashley shouldn't have lost i felt like that kind of took a little steam out of lashley by losing at the pay-per-view yeah, this is really weird. I don't know why you do a steel cage match, to, Jack, to your point. That was one of the things that baffled me when they announced this. I mean, if the whole idea here is, again, Lashley knows how MVP operates and, and what have you, like, you could do so many other things. Put MVP in a shark cage. Put Have MVP handcuffed to something. Like, I, I mean, you could, there's, a fun, there's other fun, classic, 
pro wrestling ways to neutralize the manager uh, or if Lashley gets the win, he gets his hands on like, you know, just classic. I, so I don't know why you got to do a steel cage unless, unless they have some data, some analytics department that says, look, still just putting a steel cage in the advertisement peaks an interest of viewership or a live event. I don't know where they're at next week. If it boosts ticket sales, I don't know. Maybe they have some kind of a, something there proves that, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, 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 Cage match looks so light compared to Hell in a Cell. It just looks right. weird. Well, it's it's like having a ladder match right before Money in the Bank. Yeah, right, right. 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 You're, you're you're this is like the watered down. Something that's supposed to be big and scary and awesome feels watered down now because you're doing the bigger one. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, the the big news, I think, some more big news from this show happened though. Uh, when Sonia Deville was told she is no longer an official, meaning now Adam Pierce has all the power uh, as long as the McMahons are not involved, and she has a match, and it's the returning Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss seems like the old Alexa Bliss outside of her her little toy Lily she brought with her gets a quick win to boot, and Sonia did not take it well. Raj, Lily's back. How do you feel? Scale of nine to ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know how I feel. But I will say this: um, I do think, obviously, Lily's a big merchandise seller, which just blows my mind. But but it is true. <laughs> it seemed like she was back to the old Alexa Bliss, but with Lily, and I that's better than you know uh, Hocus Pocus Alexa Bliss. So. If there's no magic, she's just old Alexa Bliss and happens to have a doll with her. Say la vie, that's fine. It's way better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Alexa uh, transferred her remaining magic over to Edge, um, <laughs> and so there's there's her a there's remaining a tra- magic. <laughs> and so she's back out. No more. She had no more creepy music. Uh, she didn't have any crazy makeup or whatever. You know, she was you know back to being the old little Miss Bliss. Uh, yeah, she yeah, said it's to Joe Gacy as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lily spreads uh, in with the magic right now. <laughs> just put it, you know, give it to Western Union and it just, you know, send it on them. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's good to see her back. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's all I could think about. I was like, well, they, they, they stripped all the hocus pocus away from her, all the magic away, but we still have we the, the, the dolls are the dolls sold well. They ordered a whole new shipment. Now they got a warehouse full of Lily dolls. I'll be damned if we're going to sit here and have all these dolls taking up right. space. We're going to move them. I mean, you could imagine that. Yeah, you're going to do the old thing, but you're going to bring the doll with you. Those things sell. And so, because you did kind of just bring it like, yeah, here's the doll. Buy it at the shop. <laughs> uh, but she gets to win. Hopefully that means some good stuff is coming her way. Um, it, it's crazy how long she hasn't really been used. Has it been over a year? Because it was the last Fiend thing was over it. Was last WrestleMania. Well, no, she came back around Rumble, doesn't? Didn't she come back at Rumble, and then she was there for like a minute, and then she disappeared again. Yeah, she was at Elimination Chamber. Chamber, that's right. Yeah, yeah she's there for. She did the vignettes, was back for one match, and then disappeared again. Right. It was uh, clear they had no idea where they were going with her. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, I suspect there's been some creative struggles between all parties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they I think by having they, her what she is now, it makes it so much easier to fuck. They just don't know how to write magic. You know, they need to get J.K. Rowling's in there to teach them how to do some magic. <laughs> so uh, 
Veer, uh, he's back and he's got a match with Frank Loman and he's there to support his family. And hopefully he did. Veer kills him. But I thought, I mean, there's a lot of comparisons to Wardlow based on his look, but he's a big fella. I don't know. Hopefully he gets a shot at NXT or something. Right, Raj? I mean, Veer's steamrolling through people. We know he's got his uh, opportunities, but. Right. Yeah, I think the the guy looking the guy that he destroyed looking like Wardlow is just a coincidence, I, I would think. Um look, they're doing the exact same playbook they did with Braun Strowman. It, you know, to uh, having the pre-match interview with the guy that's going to get squashed. They were doing that uh with Strowman. You, you that, there was that one week, remember that guy said um I, I like meaty meaty men or something like that. Yeah. And, and uh <laughs> they're doing the same exact thing. They did it with Nia Jax too. Same exact playbook and look, it worked for Strowman uh, and it did work for Nia too. So it's a, it's a formula that works. So uh, why not do it? Yeah. Um, I, everything Rush said, I agree. Um, this, I, one thing I'll note too, this was uh, the first time that they really put Veer in a different position on the show. He had been basically the, the second segment or, or the first match in most cases kind of put him up front. Um, which that's usually where the best audience is in, in the first hour. So I was kind of surprised that they put him uh, as deep in the show as they did. Not sure if it's an experiment to see like what he does with the audience is if it's a test or what it meant, or maybe it was just, just how things ended up. But that was what I kind of noticed was, Oh, we're getting veer pretty late in the show. The whole format of the show was a bit different actually this time around because the, the second segment was the long chunk with the judge, the judgment day. Uh, and then, of course, the main event was really short, which is usually the opposite. Usually it's like a 40-minute chunk of time. And um, and kind of leading into it, Cody versus Theory was something they were saying the whole show. It starts at 10 p.m. Eastern and building up to that, which I thought was very interesting that they were teasing the main, the not main event for later in the show. Um, but uh, Kevin Patrick got to interview uh, Theory in front of the crowd, so good for him. Uh, that and- was awesome. Like, I love that. Be, th- those were the old school interview segments that they do back in the day, like on Wrestling Challenge on Superstars, where they had the the platform, you know, kind of closer to the uh, the entranceway. And yeah. I thought, that, I don't know if it was yeah. just a nostalgia thing, but I thought it looked different. It was cool. It felt new again. And I, I hope they do more of that. It looks great. On the production formats, they actually call it now the Mean Gene. That's what they refer to it as. Oh, nice. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, they they called him. Hey, yeah, I agree with you, Roger. It, it, part of it's a nostalgia thing, probably from from all of us from the eighties and nineties. But also, I think it, it stands out. Like it allows the it allows it to be in the environment with the crowd, so the crowd can still react. You see the crowd all behind them from a different angle uh, versus it just being in the ring, which everything else you're seeing at, at, at the whole show is from the in the ring. So it's just it just gives it a feel. It's still important. It's better than it being backstage. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know what prompts them to randomly. <laughs> pull these things out but um i agree i hope they keep the keep the mean gene yeah because it doesn't look outdated it doesn't look old or you know there's no reason not to have it it still looks modern and and it doesn't you know it still looks good so i I hope they keep it it's also a great way to get the interview in front of the crowd where the crowd can react to it without having to do the full entrance and things like that I also get the feeling that Kevin Patrick's a tall fella and they want to be able to cheat the camera a little bit so that people don't look short next to him. Well, actually, if anything, if, if I, I don't I don't think I've been around the guy. If he is tall, it's better to keep it backstage because you can have him spread his legs and do things to lower himself. But if you if you have him out there live in the crowd 
or live in front of the crowd, I mean, people are gonna start snapping photos and and making fun of. Uh, oh, look, they have they have Austin Theory standing on a on an Apple box on on phone books to tower over Kevin Patrick. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I think from that angle, though, you can hide the Apple box if necessary and still mm-hmm. have him out in front of people uh, as opposed to in the ring. And that's just why, because I've noticed they never have Kevin Patrick in front of the crowd with people. Um, it's just, I, mean, I, I don't watch Raw talk a whole lot, so maybe he does it there, but I just <laughs> noticed they never, all of this stuff is pre recorded or away from fans. So. They're, they're, they're challenging one with announcers is Vic, uh, NXT's play by play. Vic. <laughs> Vic, yeah. Vic is legit about 6'3", and it's funny because you have him with, with Wade Barrett, and Barrett's a big boy, but Vic's right. pretty tall. With, you know, Vic's not too much shorter than Wade. I always find that kind of funny. <laughs> right, yeah, but he still makes fun. Like, he is, it, I guess Vic's kind of skinny, though, so it, see, Wade still looks big compared to Oh, yeah, yeah, Wade's solid. Oh, but, yeah. Though I guess we'd all look skinny standing next to Wade. He's such a big fella. Um, but I want to talk about this Cody Rhodes match. We get it. A good one with uh, Cody and Theory going at it. Seth Rollins eventually interferes, and we continue some uh, shenanigan finishes. But um, I wanted to ask uh, Raj. Let's start with you. Did did Austin or did Theory seem like he was out of his depth, or do you think he fit right in there having a match with Cody Rhodes? No, I, I thought he looked great. I thought he looked confident. He looked like he belonged. He feel, felt like an upper level guy. And I, I just think WWE has done a great job with theory um, over the past eight months or so. He's uh, he looks the part. I hated this finish. I knew it was coming I, it, it, with the main event. I knew that was going to be a DQ. Um, it's, it's, it's a way to advertise a big match and, and, and not deliver on it. It's, it's, it's a crutch that they do way too often. It's one thing to do it once on a show, and I always hate when they do it in the la- when they have like a 30 minute last match and then it ends like that because you've invested your time and then to to do a cheap finish just to get out of it. And um, yeah, so I hated overall, I hated this because of the ending, but I thought Austin Theory looked really good. Yeah, the bad thing is they do this so often that it, you know, it pisses you off like it does here. But this is actually one of the few times where it really made sense to do it like you have theory and Cody. You don't want either of them taking an L. So the interference makes sense, especially. And look, the interference got a lot of heat. You know, Cody, you got this phenomenal match, and then they had this close up on Cody. You don't, so you can't see Rollins coming. Rollins ruins this. You know, so like this, th- if this would have been like the only DQ finish we have seen in the night, or this would have been the only DQ finish we've seen in the last two weeks, okay, because this would have been the one to do it. But it's the fact that they just abuse this, and it's even crazier. I, I know, you know, I'm, I'm always weary to do this because aew the most hardcore aew fans can be wackos here but i have to say this you know aew fans will say look you know you you actually get finishes and wins and losses matters and and they're right when you when you and it's just i i pointed out because you have cody who of course still has it's still going to be references to aew it's just so funny if this would have not been done in aew this this is not a you know they this is just such a cheap it just feels like such a cheap WWE way out. And in just the fact that you have Cody involved in that already, again, it's the right decision in this in this storyline, but it's damn is it frustrating that this is what they go to so many times. And, and I agree. Neither of them should be taking a loss right now. So, but then why book that match? Just book Cody versus Bobby Roode or, you know, there's uh, uh, Apollo Cruz. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of guys. Yeah. Yeah, that aren't being used that you could use in that role. And same thing for Austin Theory. You know, there's a bunch of baby faces you could book, book him against and get him a win. 
instead of doing three cheap finishes, you have instead of you have two matches there where the guys get wins and and then you could do the Seth Rollins attack after that the match. So I don't know. I just think it's they do they do it way too much. And it, Raw overall was a big negative for me because of how much they did it. Yeah, almost every match was a DQ finish uh, to some degree. Um, and but theories, you... but theories hanging. Sorry, Jack. Theories hanging yeah. with everybody. Everybody they're putting theory with, he's hanging with them. And it and it, and, it's, it, and he's hanging with. It doesn't look like, oh, he's being cared. Like he just looks like he belongs. I'm sure he's getting great bit of advice from all these guys he's worked with. And it comes to the curtain. I'm sure he's getting some great conversations from the guys he's in the ring with to to the other vets and the other you know minds that are around him. I, I mean, they're right like Raj started out saying they're really handling him right they're bringing him along right not too slow not too fast but it feels like you know you know it's just really well done do either of you and either you can take this do you want another Seth versus Cody match or do you feel like this is done I mean I well well, we're getting one but like do you think they should be doing a third one or do you feel like Cody's one two I, I, I mean, I, I it's fun to watch the match. That the matches are always the, both these matches have been great. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Hell in a Cell adds a new element to it if that's where they go. So I guess that's cool. I don't think Hel- Cody ever has done a Hell in a Cell. So, but yeah, at the end of it, I don't see Cody losing that one. So at the end of the day, Seth Rollins is just gonna have lost three major matches. Yeah, maybe that maybe that leads to something him turning babyface or uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that it is odd to have. Seth losing three in a row. And and look, I don't think Cody should have lost the second. I don't think Cody should be losing for the foreseeable future and, and, until it, it's the right time. I don't think you do it just to do it because you're like, oh, well, he won two. So, and, and Cody can't lose the last one because ultimately that's the, the finishing match of the feud. So, right. Yeah, it's, you know, look, hell in the cell is, uh, it's going to be another th- throwaway pay-per-view like this last one. Now it's probably like this last one ended up being a really entertaining pay-per-view. The matches were all really good. It was entertaining top to bottom. Hell in Cell might be the same way, but they're not going to put any of their big matches on this show they, because they got three stadium shows coming up after that. So this is going to be something they're, they're going to do, get it out of the way, and then concentrate you know, on money in the bank. So we got a new women's tag team, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. coming together to have a match against the champs. And it was competitive until A.S.H. tried to be a hero and cost her team the win. And the champs retain after the match. Dewdrop gives A.S.H. a tongue lashing. Justin, this seems like it is the transition out of the hero side of things, um, which I think most people are happy about. Yeah, it's time. I, I was optimistic at the start of it because it felt like it was something that Nikki was passionate about. And I was like, all right, let's give it a chance. Maybe it could be real kid friendly, real live event friendly. But <clears throat> it's Rance course. Didn't really pan out that way. Um, yeah, this seems like it's the transition to a repackaging. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're both uh, they're both Scottish, I believe. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know, pro- probably I, maybe it infringes upon the look of, of, of Drew. But I don't know. I, I think it's maybe just a matter of time until Vince has them coming out to scotland the brave wearing kilts and carrying bagpipes yes it sounds like a joke but but, <laughs> but it's not uh but it, i feel like they did raj was there another team that did something similar to this where like one of them was like hey you need to be more serious was it Mansoor and ali i guess was kind of similar to this yeah recently right yeah um but do you like? I mean, I think this team could work. I, if if you get ASH out of the ASH thing, you just have two 
Uh, I mean, they're both great wrestlers. They both do good things. Any thoughts on the tag team? I mean, they'll probably get a tag team title shot at some point. I mean, they were already beaten. So I, I, I never like when <laughs> that's the start of the story is the challenges are beaten cleanly right off the bat. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to sell this, Rod. <laughs> I mean, there's just so little effort <laughs> given with the women's tag division, which sucks. It's too bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be a rematch next week and, and probably for a singles match after that between the two teams. But yeah. <laughs> be a safe set. Yeah. It, I mean, gosh, you, I wish they would just get some teams together so that they could have teams having matches not oh we're a team championship but that's uh that's as repetitive as uh raw is sometimes uh we got champa taking on ali with the miz as the ref and this was uh kind of what you'd expect two guys who are really great in the ring and of course miz uh does the bad ref stuff until champa gets the win uh justin does this help champa uh short term it does i mean you're seeing him on tv each week and he's coming out with the upper hand and he's loosely aligned with the miz who's a former world champion you know future hall of famer and loosely aligned austin or to theory and it was theories you know quick line to vince mcmahon that allowed miz to, i mean so like lo- short term this does but i i, I think it's i don't you know long term i don't know how much this is really going to matter for champa so i mean and then Ali, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, the, 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 you would think it's like, okay, let it play out. Ali's going to, he's getting pushed around and bullied and the system being worked against him. He's going to come out on top. He's going to get his comeuppance. Uh, he's going to give them his, you know, but I don't, I, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't think I'm going to see it. Especially because Miz has been taking a lot of L's lately. Yeah. So he's got to get, He's got to get one up soon, and it might be on Ali's on Ali's dime. But that ask Raj, does this help Ali? What's going on here? I mean, I guess he's on TV. Um, I don't see him being elevated. Um, I don't see him coming out of this higher up than than he was before he got into it. So, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. That's kind of the situation that they kind of keep putting Ali back in. You know, they'll give him something here for a few weeks or, you know, when he was doing the, the heel thing with Mansoor, you know, at least that was a couple months, but uh, he ends up being back to where he was. It's unfortunate. He's a really talented guy, but yeah, um, yeah it just it doesn't seem like they see him as more than the level he's at. Yeah. Ali is creative and good in the ring and can talk. I mean, I think he's, I feel like if he got the opportunity, he'd be exactly what they're looking for in WWE, but yeah. Here we are. Uh, speaking of people who are getting to do some talking, uh, real quick, just thoughts. Uh, Raj, I guess we'll start with you. Lacey Evans, these promos, we haven't really got a chance to talk about her because most of these happen on SmackDown. Uh, what are your thoughts on these promos? Uh, I feel like I like that they seem personal and they seem heartfelt, but we're starting to almost get into Veer territory where it's like, okay, you've been <laughs> doing this every week. When are we going to just – have a few matches yeah know? that's what i felt i that's what i feel like like it's 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 run its course like it's time for her to to come out i like i really like the promos at first i'd rather they didn't have the the music and stuff and and it, i think it would have been better if they kept it more like uh you know like the those hbo interviews where 
you know, it's dark and you have someone interviewing her and she's telling her a story. It just feels more real that way as opposed to feels like she's kind of, uh, you know, reading, a, not reading a script, but I don't know, being told, yeah. like, here you go and and do your lines. I don't know. But that being said, I, I, I like this character. I think it's really her. So I'm curious to see where they go with it. But uh, yeah, these these um, promos, I, I just think they've gotten um, they've ran its course. Yeah, I agree that it, it would be better if, if she was sitting down, <clears throat> looking off camera like she was being interviewed, and and they do that. But, but that said, I mean, you know, these, this is some heavy stuff, and, and it's you know the fact that they're using real pictures, you can tell. I mean, this is her as a kid, and and um, it's heavy stuff. It, it's it's quite the story. It's quite the backstory. It, it, you know. It makes me wonder, like, what did Vince and the team just just now realize this story of hers? Or like, I mean, like, it, it is kind of weird. You know, you, you you have her go out and she's doing like the you know, the nasty thing and the the gimmick that she had, and now we're you know it, it's kind of like Lex Luger. He came in as a narcissist, and all of a sudden he, he was he was all American USA Lex riding around the bus, and he was there to save America, and he was going to slam <laughs> Yokozuna. It was it's like just such a weird transition, but. That said, I mean, I you know this has been for years. I've said you know she's a baby face in the making with her look and with her history. If they actually and I, and I was just referring to the history with her military background. I didn't you know not not realizing the struggle she went through with her home life. So and I mean God and the the, the timeline of you know family members ODing in a parking lot right near the show in NXT. I mean like this is heavy heavy stuff. So uh, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see what this you know and all this all this talk tonight about making new stars and who's the future and roman taking time away and charlotte taking time away you know lacey evans uh, i could buy into this being somebody who they look to for the future does this mean she's making a sneaky transition to raw this promo being on tonight you think or is that just a time filler i was wondering that too because it seems kind of random to yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> you know, yeah. just at the, at the last minute, like, all right, she's coming to Raw. Um, it, it, it's, it read that way to me. Uh, and if it's not the case, then it's exactly what you just said, Jack. It was just filling time. Yeah, I mean, unless they look at, okay, SmackDown's only two hours. <clears throat> it, it, you know, if Lacey's not going to work against Ronda right now, and I wouldn't do that because that seems like that would just kill whatever you're trying to do here with Lacey. They might say, well, we don't have enough time otherwise to guarantee we can feature her every week on SmackDown and do what we want to do. But oh, over there on Raw, we have more time that we can occupy, we could give her. So maybe they are moving her to Mondays so they can help flush and develop and tell more of the story. Uh, you know, we've seen on Raw, they do multiple women's storylines that don't always have to be around the title belt because they have the time to. So maybe that's the game plan. All right. Yeah. Uh- Dylan Matthews uh, pointing out, they lost me on SmackDown when Samantha Irving told us to stand up and give respect to Lacey Evans. That does feel like a, like a heel thing to do. Like you're, I don't know, but I don't, this is clearly not a heel thing that they're doing, but that part of it. it, You know, Vince Jr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is own WWE now for uh, just under 40 years. I can't believe that in all this time, he is yet to hang one of those applause signs that can light up <laughs> so people know. So Samantha Irvin doesn't have to say that. The thing is light up and everybody knows we got to clap right now. 
Well, they kind of had that in NXT. I, I, I don't know if they still do, but they were doing that for a while. <laughs> I was going to say, I could totally see him doing that too. That's the best part about that. It's like, why don't we have one of those? <laughs> Especially when the fans were booing Roman when he wanted them to be cheered so bad. That, that, that would have been the time to do it. It says applause. Why are they booing? <laughs> do they not know what applause means? <laughs> Uh, speaking of applause is something I know got Raj to applause was the 24 seven segment where (laughs) Reggie got served his papers, but Tazawa got away before his were served. Raj Tazawa lives to be married another day. That's better than being a 24 seven champion, isn't it? Uh, when this segment started, I started researching which streaming services in Colorado show <laughs> USA uh, on the East Coast feed. So that's uh, that's what I thought of it. <laughs> yeah, R- Justin. And there are I two, mean, by the way, people uh, in the Mountain Time Zone and on the West Coast. It's uh, Directv Stream and Sling. You can watch the the live East Coast feed. If they're not, if they're a sponsor, we we don't. Yeah, don't, what am don't, I doing? We don't, don't don't shout him out. Uh, <laughs> I, I what just, am I thinking? I, I mean, our our truth's always funny, I and mean, he's hilarious. Uh, but I don't know. I, again, I I give props to all the. They all make the most of this. They all do their best. But it's just like, really, like, can we just stop? Yeah, now? it's. I will say, in their defense, they're very short. The wedding yeah. was a long one, but most of these have been pretty short. So at least it's very, it they come in, they do their bit, and then it's over. So it's not <clears> this drawn out thing. You know what's weird? It's like you know, we and we get it now a couple times a year that the WWE has these bloody days of 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 releasing 10, 15 talents at a time. I do feel like maybe if you're an Akira Tozawa, I feel like if you're the main cast in this twenty four seven thing, maybe they strangely have a little bit of like job security still feeling like man they keep using me every week for this stuff i mean they, they, surely there's other people that can cut <laughs> look I, if i was on tv i'd feel happy in general if i'm uh if i'm at wwe that's because i'm sure there's a lot of people who would love that spot that aren't on that spot so oh you're right all, all the all the extras that are a lot that are that are showing up that are driving hundreds of miles to be there at Hartford tonight. And, oh, you're going to be MVP security and, and get bulldozed by Lashley. Oh, dude, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you from Veer. I mean, yeah, they would all gladly take a recurring 24-7 title appearance every single week and be getting paid six figures downside guarantee. So don't get me wrong there. But it's just, yeah, you got right. you got, you got got Jimmy Snuka's daughter and, and you got, you know. Right. I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, you know, they've been doing these uh, beat up the security guard segments a lot you know in aew and wwe it would be a good way to introduce a wrestler as you have someone beating up the security guards and when the security guard just fights back and beats the shit out of the wrestler you know and yeah. you know it would, and, it would bring some credibility back to being a security guard on a wrestling show because right now you're right and, <laughs> and then someone you know like someone takes him under his wings like okay i'm gonna you know, train you to be a wrestler and, you know could you be, know, uh, that could be a cool storyline. Isn't that, that kind of how, isn't like that kind of how Test came about? Because Test was like the bouncer or the bodyguard for the for Motley Crue or whatever. Wasn't he like, wasn't he tossing people off a stage when well, it was Motley Crue or somebody was playing live on Raw? And that's like how they introduced him as like a character. 
something like that. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, I remember him throwing people off stage, like fans that were trying to run, run up. Yeah. I keep remembering the kiss demon every time I'm trying to remember this. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that wasn't, that wasn't test. Uh, But yeah, that actually would be kind of cool, especially if it was like someone you're used to seeing beating up security and then one of them just, levels on me like oh who is this person right it'd be kind of one of those shock almost like a uh san um santino santino getting the win and be like wait what this happened what right was it dino bravo and the ultimate warrior and they were doing like a a push-up challenge or something and that's when they pointed out earthquake in the crowd this was like his first appearance and he was uh, you know dressed as a fan and you know all the fans were like yo have him something like that i think they're in west virginia yeah yeah uh so we get to the main event here and um of course oscar and becky they have a backstage argument early on earlier on and oscar says becky is acting like a baby uh we get a very short main event between bianca and oscar which i actually kind of was glad because i feel like i wanted to save this one for a pay-per-view anyhow and with becky at ringside i mean come on this wasn't this wasn't gonna go through all the way uh raj did this do anything to move the needle for you in seeing oscar versus becky um again i I just thought it sucked having another dq um but at the same time neither of them should have lost you know again maybe book oscar in a match that she wins um i don't know i i just feel like becky's so much more effective in her prior character as a baby face. And then, you know, she was wearing some, something crazy. Those were, I mean, I'll give it to her. She, yeah. she finds some crazy stuff to wear. The, those sunglasses were, uh, she looked stuff. like doc Brown and back to the future two inside the DeLorean when they're that's, going. Yeah. That, I actually tweeted that exact thing. Did you? That's what I yeah. said. She looks like she came from uh, the future uh, in a DeLorean. Yeah. When he's, <laughs> when he's wearing like the, the, the reflective, when they're going to, 2015 or whatever that's what what she looked like yeah i tweeted that pic too and talk around in those glasses great minds just great minds yep (laughs) it did feel when she interfered the crowd was not into it um as i yeah i we've talked about it before but let people like becky everyone likes becky why does she have to why is she doing this just be someone we all love um but yeah this being i think the fourth dq of the night i think third in a row by the time this was happening, I was very much burnt out on DQs. It's kind of okay. Well, none of this last hour mattered. Why not finish with Cody in theory? I don't know. This, this seemed weird. Like, this match didn't start until there's eight minutes left to go. And then obviously, again, it's a DQ. This just felt like a weird throwaway again to be in the main event spot. I don't know. I think that's, I kind of feel like that you're, that's what we're going to see more often is, you know, the real main events earlier in the show. It's kind of like a, dynamite now the real big matches that are in the at, at the front of the show and then you kind of have it a lull and then the advertised main event but it's not the real main event same yeah. as rampage rampage always the, the main the real main events the first match yeah and then it kind of the the last match is always good but it's definitely like you have to be sort of a wrestling like nerdy wrestling fan <laughs> in the sense that like you like the actual wrestling match right. like that you're not like looking for the star right uh, per se yeah if they have stars they're usually at the top of the show and same as you know cm punk usually opens dynamite he doesn't end it yeah right um i always think that's just because they want to get home early 
but uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in the case, well, with AEW for a while is because they got the big lead in from Big Bang Theory, and they still do get a lead in, but that's it doesn't help them as much as it used to. Like actually, a lot of times now, the second quarter is their biggest. So, yeah. Well, that does it for all. We did get a, a chat from uh, Danny Cochran saying, La- from last week, Raj is 100% right. Polo is greater than Raven. I'm a <laughs> barbarian, but quote the Raven, Raven's a bore. You three are the A-Show <laughs> podcast on Wrestling Inc. I agree with one of those things. <laughs> We're returning your money, Danny. We're refunding <laughs> yeah. your money. Yeah. Yeah. Raj will send you back your money double. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, greater than Raven, come on, Danny. No, Raven, Raven, come (laughs) on, Raven. Raven stuck with it. You, you don't believe that. Raven was Raven was gold. I liked Raven. He was all right. He was all right in this on a smaller scale. How dare you? How dare you? Who'd you ever beat, Raj? (laughs) Who'd you ever beat? That's it. I quite like the flock versus Goldberg. That was a fun little run. I enjoyed that there. And Kidman scratching his neck all the, the time. Seven year itch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saturn. Come on. That whole group was cool. Horace Hogan. There's one for you. <laughs> Reese. Reese. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Riggs. All the, all I go through all of them. Sick boy. <laughs> that stood the test of time. <laughs> Stevie Richards. Ray was in there. Ray was in there for a little bit. Ray who? Ray Mysterio. No, where's he? In the Filthy Animals. No, we're talking about the flock. The flock. Oh, the flock. Oh, I got them confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I'm getting my WCW <laughs> factions confused. This whole time, you, uh, Raj was confusing Raven with Juventud Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Raven. Oh, he's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he call himself the juice? <laughs> Uh, in any in any case, uh, that does it for the show. I I wasn't really a big fan of this episode. I don't say that very often, but it felt very yeah. I feel like if you missed this episode, you didn't really miss anything. It's funny. I think if you're a, a WWE fan, uh, as soon as you saw on paper Cody versus Austin Theory, you knew right away it's going to be a DQ. You see Bianca and Oscar, you know it's going to be a DQ, and they did they. That's what they did, and yeah, I agree. I, it was not a uh, not a good show for me, it, just because of those those endings. Yeah, um, we also got uh, in the chat uh, Dream Realm Studios. Raj, two nights in a row, it's Realm and not Ream. Ah, my bad. <laughs> I had Dream Realm. Yeah, I know. And why? I do it two nights in a row when I'm still fighting this COVID. So <laughs> here you go. This shows my uh, commitment. By the <laughs> way, everyone stand up and applause Raj Geary for getting through this with COVID, by the way. There you go. Yeah. Applause sign. In my house. Applause sign. A- applause. Applause sign. <laughs> you will applaud. Yes. <laughs> this. So that does it for us. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other final thoughts. Um no, you know, I just I feel like WWE has a hard time following a hot pay per view with a good RAW, and I felt like it didn't happen again. Yeah, I agree. So that does it for us tomorrow. Make sure to tune into Wrestling Inc. for the NXT 2.0 after show, as well as the um, AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday. We got the 
all wrestling and pop culture show on Thursday. We got the Friday SmackDown Rampage after show. Uh, all sorts of stuff continuing. And, of course, all the news that is continually going on here uh, in the world of wrestling. You can find on Wrestling Inc. And you can get all that by following at Wrestling Inc. on social media. You can also find it by following at the Raj Geary, at Real Jack Farmer, and at Justin <laughs> Lafar. That does it for us, everyone. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT 2.0 After Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.